Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time for the latest on the Brewers, Bucks, and Packers with the Fan Afternoon Show on 1250 AM, The Fan. The Fan Afternoon Show is on. Kevin Holden, CBS 58, stepping over all week long. Sammy's keeping the, the controls locked down. Thank goodness for that. Yeah, Tim Shea. Oh, please. You imagine him? <laughs> How was that? What, what? I heard I heard a, you know, a couple... Half hour here and there when I was gone a couple weeks ago, but how did that go overall? Oh, it, it was great. I mean, you you know, since we know each other a little bit outside of here, it was you know, it, there wasn't any kind of chemistry that needed to happen. But he's yeah. The thing about about if Tim, anything, there was too much chemistry. That's why I was I was a little worried about the show. You know, yeah. Sparky said we sounded like like old lovers. You know, like old like an old couple. You really did. Uh, the last time I saw Timmy, he had a Packers schedule in a poster form rolled up. And and was talking in my ear with it. We were we were sitting next to each other, and he's he has it rolled up, and he's like, "No, that ain't for the Brewers." And I'm like, "Seriously, dude?" He was texting me. He's like, "Should I steal this?" I'm like, "I mean, no, <laughs> like, don't do it." He's like, "I'm taking." It. I'm like, "Cheese." Yeah, he was. You know, Timmy has this instigator mode. Yeah, and people want to come at me for going at him. No, it's if for anybody. Look, I I am I am here on the radio right now to tell people. If you think that Sam is the aggressor in yeah. this situation, you're wrong. <laughs> you are. You have no idea. He may seem innocent, like a little puppy dog, but he is anything but that. He is the he is the definition of uh, you know what the yeah, devil. You, you, you get those little horns yeah. and throw on him, and he's and when it happens, it, it happens. Like there is no going back. Once once he's in that mode, that's it. There's there's two signs in our studio here that Tim Shea has just jacked from a bar or somewhere else. Yeah, that's where it was. It's the same bar. Tim, steal your sign, Shea. What is it? What is with him? Anyways, and it's and the other thing is it's not like it, you. We all have that friend that that changes personalities after six beers. <laughs> yeah. It's not that. It's, it's just that it's just him, but just more. You know? Yeah. He just it's it's not the beer that's doing it. He just when he grows horns, he's he's. Okay, last thing too. When he when he has a couple beers deep and he is texting me at night, it's just nonstop. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> and and I love like there there's a he's one of these that you can you you know his level of how deep he is in the night by oh, the yeah. text message. Yeah. When the when the words start, he has this one where the word you y o u becomes y o y. Yeah. Yoi. No, he'll start calling me instead of Sam. He'll just Samuel. Yeah. Oh, Samuel. Yeah. Yeah. He's. Whenever he wants me, he 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 sends a text and it's all caps. Hold it. <laughs> Jeez. 
What a guy. Every single time. He'll probably do draft mockery with us tomorrow. Oh, yeah? Probably. We got somebody for Thursday, but we're looking for somebody tomorrow. Okay. That'll work. Timothy. Uh, so, uh, our, our little digression aside there, it's a, it's a crazy day, Sam. It is a crazy, crazy day. Oh, yeah. Joey Gallo has switched teams. Juan Soto is switching teams. <laughs> and Josh Bell. Josh Bell is switching teams. Carlos Rodon, not yet, but maybe soon. Right. David Robertson is switching teams. But guess who's not getting any of them? Bruce. Not one of them. But you know who they did get? Matt Bush. Oh, Woo! baby! Woo! 36-year-old <laughs> Matt Bush. World Series, baby. He was a number one pick in, was it the 2004 draft? I will double check, I yeah. I believe that's it was right. It a while ago. Dude's 36 years old. So 36. It's got to be right around there. Number one pick in the 2004 draft. He is a brewer! <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I'm, I'm like 80% over yesterday. I know. You know we were talking about like, the music you listen to on the way in. It was it, Yesterday I was listening to this, this hard, just angry music because of the hater trade. Today it was Rhythm Nation era Janet Jackson, which means I'm mostly over it, but I'm also looking for justice because that's what that whole thing is about, right? Rhythm Nation right. is justice. Oh, get this. So Matt Bush was drafted in 2004. You know what team he was drafted by? The Padres. Yeah. God. Oh, baby. Leave me alone, San Diego. You've done enough. Yeah. See, and I and by the way, if we're just if this is the festivus of the summer, if we're airing grievances, I'm upset with the Padres over something completely unrelated to all of this. Why's that? They I have so many like combinations, jerseys, hats, things like that, because the Padres are the most out there color combination team in the major leagues. They made a they made brown and gold somehow work. Yes. How? It's it's amazing. And but you know, it was in the seventies and early eighties when when it was in, all the way till now when it's very much not in, but somehow still good for them, right? I love wearing those jerseys. I can't wear the Padres jersey. I had a friend text me that he would throw tomatoes at me if I wore a Padres jersey. Yeah, it's kind of like in uh, Anchorman when, you know, Ron Burgundy tells Brick to you might want to lay low and find a safe house for a couple weeks because you are wanted. <laughs> There are there are some San Diego references that are from Anchorman that are yeah. being spoken by a lot of Milwaukee at the moment. San Diego, <laughs> which of course in German translates to. Yeah, we'll just have to agree to disagree on right. that. Right? Oh man, uh, this is Bart brought up a good point this morning, and we'll talk with Bart at four thirty on the afternoon show, right before the deadline too. We'll see if anything hap- happens before then with the Brewers. But uh, he brought up a good point. It's like this feels like. When uh, San Diego, when we quote unquote fleeced them for Trent Grisham and got Eric Lauer and Luis Arias, yeah, it feels like they did everything in their power to get back at us. They spent two years right <laughs> in a back room. How can we make this work? I get it. I know. We'll get Josh Hader, and then we'll give him our closer, who's also struggling, but probably worse because he's not Josh Hader. And on top of that, we'll give him arms and prospects, but not our top prospects. <laughs> and then. Then we'll find out what first baseman they might be trying to get in the market, and we'll get him in the same trade with a mega superstar. (laughs) (laughs) So, so let's see. This this thing's grown to six names now. It started at four, right? And and Eric Hosmer was in it, and then he wasn't. Yeah. Luke Voigt is in it now. Luke Luke Voigt. Yeah, Luke Voigt, instead of uh, – so it's Mackenzie Gore, the left-handed pitcher who the Brewers saw earlier this year, Robert Hassel, C.J. Abrams, their top prospect, James Wood, I'm going to – I hope I pronounce this right, Jarlin uh, Susana, or it might be Jarlin, not sure, and then Luke Voigt, 
The 2020 COVID year home run champion is heading to the Washington Nationals instead of Eric Hosmer, who had a no trade clause, and the Nationals were one of those 10 teams on his no trade list. So Hosmer is going to Boston instead, but the Padres, because they're the Padres and they can just do whatever they want now because they're one of these teams that just have all the money in the world, they are trading. They're they're paying majority of uh, Hosmer's contract for Boston. That's amazing. Yeah. Right. Which, that- by the way, what the hell is Boston doing? Acquiring? I did. Like they traded Christian Vasquez, their catcher, yesterday, and then they're adding. They added Tommy Pham, which I completely forgot, or I must have missed that. Right. It happened like last night when I was playing, probably playing softball, which I don't want to talk about, Kevin. Unfortunately, no, it didn't go well. All right, it's not good for your boy. Your boy is Christian Yelich right now. Everything before the before the leadoff position. All right, it's not good, um, and we're bad. We're like the Cleveland Browns of our league. <laughs> but Tommy Pham goes to the Red Sox from the Cincinnati Reds, and then. Today, they got Eric Hosmer. So, like, are you buying? Are you selling? Like, can you give us J.D. Martinez? What's going on? Yeah. The the the, the uh, trade deadline is a lot like the season for the Red Sox. No one knows if they're coming or going. Like, wh- where are they? Where, yeah. where I, are they in the mix? I mean, Xander Bogarts could have been a top trade candidate. He's got an expiring contract this offseason. Um, J.D. Martinez, as I mentioned. And I, I don't know what they're doing. It's weird. We're wondering what the Red Sox are doing, and I think a lot of people are wondering what the Brewers are doing today, and my assumption is probably working right up to the deadline to do something. But uh, the Matt Bush deal was late last night. We didn't get a chance to talk about that during the show because it didn't happen during the show yesterday. What do you think about that Matt Bush trade? What do you think about Juan Soto and Josh Bell going to the Padres? It is a Kim and LaVoy judgment day here on the Fan Afternoon Show. Give us a call at 414-677-1250. And uh, let's talk a little trade deadline. What, what do you what do you think about the Brew Crew? Like, is this it? Because the, oh, the hater thing was in a in a bubble yesterday, and I was saying that because I thought something else was coming. Right. I mean, if this is it, I feel like Brewers fans are going to be even more upset just about the hater trade overall. If this is it, I mean, th- there's got to be a bat at least. I mean, Estuary Ruiz can't be your solution to improving the offense, which has been better since the All Star break, but. There's obviously room for improvement if you're now going to go up against these teams like the San Diego Padres, the Mets, and the Dodgers in the playoffs, who also, by the way, we talk about how much we love this pitching staff and how good it is, even though Josh Hader's now gone, but the starting pitching. But guess what? All those teams have really like deep starting rotations, too, as well. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to definitely, you got to, I think, in my opinion, you got to add a bat still to at least try to improve your offense because now you're competing with. The L.A. Dodgers, Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, Justin Turner. You got the San Diego Padres, Manny Machado, Jake Cronenworth, Fernando Tatis Jr., and Juan Soto. And then the New York Mets with Pete Alonso, Starling Marte, Francisco Lindor. I mean, I, sh- I don't know how you compete with those guys. <laughs> those, they, they all have like multiple all-stars in their teams. The Brewers didn't have one all-star on offense. Oh, so goodness. I like, you know, people may Reagan the Matt Bush thing. It, uh, to me, it's a low... It's a low-risk, high-reward. You're just adding more depth in that bullpen. And Matt Bush, all things considered, will probably be like the John Del Gustave of the bullpen, be like first out if they need just somebody to get through an inning or they're up a couple runs, yada, yada, yada. So a lot of Brewers fans, myself included, I expected an arm at the at, before the deadline, and I expected a bat. And I think, you know, multiple arms is obviously what the Brewers have gotten. You've replaced, you know, Josh Hader with Taylor Rogers and – Devin Williams moves moves into the closer role, but now you got Denelson Lamette and Matt Bush that can also add on to the Trevor Gott, uh, Brad Boxberger, guys like that. So the depth, I'm happy with the bullpen depth, and I don't expect them to do anything more, but I think they definitely need to add a bat, Holden. 
I think they need to add a bat. I think they need to, to figure out center field. Uh, if you're talking about trying to compete with those teams and those lineups that you just mentioned, it's one of the things they have to do yeah. is go get something uh, in center field. I mean, no offense to Jonathan Davis, but you're trying to compete. Well, now I think it's going to be – I think it'll be Jonathan Davis for probably a couple of weeks if they don't get somebody. But eventually, I think this later on this season, it's going to be Tyrone Taylor and Esturi Ruiz yeah. in center field. But I, I, I don't know, man. We'll see. Once again, 414-677-1250. Let's go out to Mike in Greenfield. Mike, you're on the fan. Hold okay. on. There we go. Are you hearing me okay? Yep, we got you now. Yeah, uh, last year in the playoffs, we got knocked out. We found out we didn't have our – we lost our eighth-inning specialist. Now, this year, by our trade, we lost our eight, eight, eighth-inning uh, specialist again. But can you imagine the heartache if we get knocked out of the playoffs by the Padres and the last uh, guy to pitch is Josh Hader? This this is um, I think since they didn't pick up any decent bats, we we went backwards. You know, let we we came out of the break uh, tearing up. You know, the team's playing like a team, all good uh, teammates, as Council talked about, and that they're gelling. I, I think it was a bad idea. Mike, appreciate the call. You've seen teams that have come out of the trade deadline after a big acquisition and play better baseball. In other words, when you get somebody that, that comes in and, and fills a need and helps you know, your clubhouse, helps the team, whatever, it, it bolsters you. It boosts the team. This is something that has happened I mean, since the trade deadline's been around. That is one way to get your guys to play better is if you give them that boost at adding that, that extra piece. Right. I mean, that's <laughs> it's it's the beginning of the show. Why does he give, why does he got to put that evil on me? I don't want to think about that. But I mean, it could it could happen at the end of the day. By the way, too, we're looking. We're just you know, obviously, we got MLB Network on here in the studio, keeping our eye on. If anything happens on Twitter, we'll obviously keep you up with all the latest trades that happen today. Once again, trade deadline at five o'clock. But I haven't heard a peep about Ramon Laureano today. Not a word. Is he getting traded, or is he just unfortunately being a prisoner in Oakland? Is he just staying with the A's? I mean. <laughs> At this point, if Josh Bell is off the market for the Milwaukee Brewers, I think uh, Ramon Laureano is probably the only other solution right now for the offense right now, the trade deadline. But I haven't heard any of like Heyman, Nightingale, Passan, Ken Rosendahl, not a single. Like, usually throughout the deadline, like these guys have been talking about, like, well, this guy's been rumored to these teams. Or a, lot of, a lot of teams are calling in on this guy, but not a single tweet about Ramon Laureano. So I wonder what's going on with him. But and it is quiet on that front. Yeah, I, I just that kind of popped into my mind right at right, uh, this last couple of minutes. But once again, 414-677-1250. It's our Kim and the Void judgment of the day. Do you expect the Brewers to do anything else before the deadline at 5 o'clock? What do you want them to do? 414-677-1250. It's got to Paul in Milwaukee. Paul, you're on the fan. Hey, guys. I was talking to a screener. I got out. I was asking if there's any chance of San Diego and the Brewers meeting in the playoffs. There's a chance. Yeah, there's a chance. And and another thing, and if that happens, I predict San Diego will win. Hater will come home to Milwaukee, pitch a few games, saves. The crowd will be cheering for him, no doubt, and it's just going to pump him up, and it's payback time for Hader. It's interesting, too, because Hader uh, has been... Why tra- excuse me, why trade Hader to San, San Diego? Yeah, you want that. You probably want that in the other league, right? If you're going to do it, you've got to... Yeah, 
go that direction. But I, I hear Tim Allen talk about this too today, and a lot of people like. I trust David Stearns at the end of the day, but like it, it just sh- it just goes to show that if this was the going rate for Josh Hader with a year and a half of control, and if this is what David Stearns thought was the best deal, I don't think there was a whole lot of teams calling as we would like to think, and I don't think there was there was a lot of shopping. I just, to me, it, it seems like this speaks volumes about the market. And look, if even if you waited to the off season, it would have been even less. So. I don't know. I don't know how many teams are calling, but it, to me, based on what happened yesterday with Josh Hader, it doesn't seem like a lot. 414-677-1250. I got this from Toby Altizer and Adam Roberts, thankfully, being the awesome producer that he is for the Wendy's Big Show and here on the after, er, for the fan overall. Um, Devin Williams was talking to the media right before Brewers Pirates today, and he is not happy about Josh Hader being gone. Do we have that ready, Adam? This was... You give me just one second. I'm oh. just finishing okay. it. Just give me one second. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, Devin Williams was talking to Adam McAlvey in the media about the Josh Hader trade, um, and apparently he is not happy, so we'll hear that in a couple of minutes. Tell you what, we'll take a quick break. We will you know, come back and we'll hear from Devin Williams, and we'll continue to talk about the trade deadline and more. The Kim and Lavoie Judgment Day talking trade deadline. If you've been charged with drunk driving or any other criminal offense, don't take chances. Call the law firm of Kim and Lavoie, Wisconsin's best criminal defense team. Call 414-257-2100 or go to KimandLavoie.com. They are your best defense. More of the afternoon show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. After this, it's the Fan Afternoon Show. Coming to you live from the Lakeland University Studios, offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. Kevin Holden, uh, CBS 58 in Milwaukee is my day job, but uh, these guys have been nice enough to let me hang around here all week. And two days in, we've got so much to talk about. Yesterday, Josh Hader goes to the Padres. Today, rockets all over the battlefield of Major League Baseball. Joey Gallo is a Dodger. Uh Juan Soto is a San Diego Padre. I guess everybody's just moving west, Sam. Yeah, I guess so. And I mean, Josh Bell on top of that, which I know a lot of Brewers fans wanted. I mean, he who's I couldn't believe like Juan Soto in a deal alone for that trade package, which was arguably one of the biggest prospect halls in baseball history. But then you throw in a guy in Josh Bell too, who a lot of teams were trying to go after. Just blows my mind that trade. 
And I, it's going to be hard to – like, when I see Juan Soto in a Padres uniform, it's still going to be surreal. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it just and, – and, well, and, and surreal in that hurting kind of way, too. Because... Yeah, because when you look at – you're going to see Juan Soto in a Padres jersey, and on top of that you're going to be like, oh, Josh Hader's his teammate. Which, by the way, did you see the – they showed the re- – I saw on Twitter the replay of the Trent Grisham error in the wild card game. Mm. All three of those guys now are on the same team. Oh, my goodness. Hader, the one who pitched to Soto, and then Trent Grisham in the outfield. Like All three of those guys are on the same team now. It's just a weird way how baseball wow. works. But, I mean, to go back to what you were talking about yesterday, too, Hold, I mean – Seeing Soto in a Padres uniform is just going to speak volumes to the state of baseball. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if they're going to be able to extend Soto after the you know after this season than the extra two years. But you know, just with everybody else on that payroll for the San Diego Padres, the the Dodgers and the Mets. I mean, you're right, man. The, the baseball right now, I think it's it's getting you know more and more obvious as if it wasn't in the past with the New York Yankees and stuff like that and Steinbrenner that. If you got the money, you're probably going to have a much better shot than all these small market teams. Yeah, I mean, it's it, there, there's a point where you're dealing almost with different leagues, you know, different, completely different business models, completely different everything. I mean, right. It's television deals that, in the case of the Yankees, the Dodgers, some of the other larger market teams, really pumps a lot of money into the club. And we've had this conversation before here with me sitting here and you there that if I was a Cubs fan and Trust me, that's not the case. If I was a Cubs fan, I would be living. I know. That's that's what's even more screwed up about the baseball situation right now and the fact that there's no salary cap because you give these teams the freedom to make all the money in the world with TV deals especially, and the Cubs are getting that money, and they made the marquee network and stuff like that, and yet they're not doing anything with it. And instead, Wilson Contreras might be traded before 5 o'clock today. The last piece of that championship team, essentially, Ian Happ could be traded as well. That's just even more frustrating where you have teams like the Dodgers and the Mets, who are spending all the money in the world putting together these super teams. And then you also have teams in big markets like the Cubs who just don't do anything with it. It's just, it's, it's, it's crazy what's going on in baseball. Kind of maddening, really. Right. I mean, it's, it, it's just, there's such a disparity. I mean, it's, it, it's funny because when we were, when you look at it through the eyes of a kid, you look at good teams, bad teams. That's what you see, right? This team is good at baseball, this team is bad at baseball. And the deeper you go in it, the more you realize there's so many layers underneath yeah. it that don't have anything to do with good or bad at baseball. Right. I mean, the Mariners, they're finally, they're finally might have a shot to, I mean, I think, uh, when was the last time the Mariners made the playoffs? Like 95, 96? 90, 95, yeah. I, I, I haven't seen the Mariners in the playoffs my lifetime. Wow. That's, that's crazy. That's how, that's how bad it's been for them. But that just speaks volumes. Like, they, they, you know, this is kind of like the situation, the hand that they're dealt with because they have to scratch and claw just to put together a roster that's competable. And, you know, they have to get rid of guys like Ken Griffey Jr. and Alex Rodriguez and guys like that all throughout their, mm-hmm. you know, franchise history. It's just, it stinks for a lot of these teams. Then you have other teams that just have bad owners and don't want to ever spend money. You have a guy like Kyler Murray who makes almost just as much as the entire Oakland A's payroll <laughs> in baseball. Of all sports, it makes no sense. Well, and, and it's one thing when you're talking about a franchise like Oakland that begins with these extreme disadvantages, supposedly, right? Yeah, when you're right. talking about low attendance, you're talking about a bad position within a market. They're in a large market, but they're in a portion of a large market. They're not San Francisco. They are across the Bay in Oakland. There's there's a lot there. But the interesting thing about that is then you have teams that get attended well and supported well and have a good situation Brewers are coming right to mind here. Yep. And they're in a bad position too. I mean, I today the, the thought went through my head today uh, when I was thinking about the Brewers compared to all these other teams that 
the Brewers are the money ball right now. Yeah. That that's when you I mean Moneyball was a was a glamorous, sexy thing in, in two thousand one, right? But the concept twenty years removed from it is basically what the Brewers are doing. I mean, it's it's oh, not yeah. exactly, but it's close. Yeah, like the the big markets aren't playing moneyball. No. If anything, they are playing with moneyball. Um, but you know, the the mid markets and the small markets like the Brewers, like they have to kind of use that philosophy, like trying to get a guy like Eric Thames and Jesus Aguilar to produce more than what they ever have in their career to to put to put together a winning team and you know I just especially I feel we were talking about the Mariners I feel so bad for Orioles fans who are finally they have like a sliver of relevance and you know their team is actually like putting together a streak for a while before the All-Star break and they have like something to be excited about and then they have to trade their team leader and Trey Mancini to the Baltimore Orioles and I heard from Ryan Mountcastle on the Orioles yesterday who's just just devastated and you know upset about Trey Mancini being traded, being the leader that he was of that clubhouse, and it's it's kind of similar, I guess, to what we heard from uh, Devin Williams today about Josh Hader. Yeah, I was gonna say there's. By the way, you tell me you're not good at segues. That was fantastic. I appreciate it. That was really good because <laughs> that because when you said it, I was like, oh, we could segue to Devin Williams here. Right. You totally did it. <laughs> I'm trying to make you proud. That was awesome. Um, De- so Devin Williams was in in Pittsburgh with the Brewers and Adam McAlvey. MLB.com's Adam McAlvey went to him and said, hey, you know, you lost your your guy on the back end of the bullpen. And if you ever wondered if players have a reaction when something like this happens, Devin Williams is about to answer the question. Devin, just sort of, what was your reaction when this came down yesterday? I, I don't really have a lot to say, to be honest with you. Um... I, I don't know. Just because it's part of the business and uh, surprise, or yeah, I was surprised. Devin, can you talk about just what Josh, you know, meant to this team and you know the bullpen and just you know you guys and how closely you guys have worked together? It's pretty much a sure thing most of the time, um, you know. But it was good to you know like learn from him and have him to kind of feed off of um you know i picked up a lot of things from him over the past couple years so you know having that guy there was really big for me it's kind of the day-to-day preparation you know and just kind of taking little tidbits from his routine and making it part of mine um you know, things like that. Do you have any expectations for how that ninth inning will shake out now? Do you expect to be the guy? I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. Tough business sometimes, huh? You could say that. Um, a lot of things that don't really make sense, you know. Um, I don't know. I want to win. That's really the biggest thing to me. I, I don't really have much to say about it. Devin Williams speaking with Adam McCalvey and other members of the press in Pittsburgh before the Brewers game there tonight. Uh, we are aware of Devin Williams' competitive fire that's on the inside. Do you like how I said that? Uh, we're aware of it, right? And and it showed in that interview very much so, but in a much more sympathetic way than the last time we were talking about his competitive fire. And we were wondering how this trade would, you know, 
kind of leak into the clubhouse and how it would affect them. Not too happy with uh, pretty much, I would assume, Josh Hader's best friend on the team and yeah. his go-to guy, Devin Williams, who is clearly, I mean, you heard from Devin Williams, but if you could see the video, and once again, that was via Adam McKelvey, uh, Devin Williams's face also says it all. Yeah, there's there's a whole other story to be told right there. And and I don't know, we, we always read into stuff immediately, right? And the first thing is when I'm listening to him, I'm like, is did Hader get traded and Devin Williams is not the closer? Because he wouldn't answer that, and David Stearns didn't answer that yesterday. And that's a that's a question coming up. Once again, 414-677-1250. Aside from the Josh Hader and Devin Williams uh, news right now, it's our Kim and LaVoy judgment of the day for the first couple uh, segments of the show. Do you expect the Brewers to do anything else before the trade deadline at 5 o'clock? And what are you hoping they do? Once again, 414-677-1250. Let's get out to Kyle in Racine. Kyle, you're on the fan. Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. First of all, I want to congratulate the Padres. They're a small market team, and they can't. They seem to be acting like a big market team, getting all these guys and signing Tatis Jr. and Machado, getting Juan Soto, a hater. I've never heard of a team that's gotten to be like the biggest prospect on both the pitching and the hitting aspect of the trade deal. So that's, that's pretty impressive. Um, and so I guess my question to you guys is, have you ever heard of a team that's in first place, pretty much the definitive best team in that division, and then trade away their best player at the deadline? Not, not offhand, not, not something that, that immediately pops to mind unless there was some massive falling out. But, no, I, I can't think of one. And so then and, and to answer, you know, so I, I agree. And so you look at then who they got, and they got, looks like, you know, two current, all, two current players that are going to be immediate impact guys and then two more futures guys. So even the guys that they did receive for, ha- for Hater, it's, it's like a, a weird conglomerate of win now and play for the future. And it's just, I, I can't wrap my mind around this. Yeah. I'm a Cubs fan, so I kind of have an outside perspective looking in. So I really enjoyed, you know, really hearing a lot of different commentaries from Brewers fans and analysis. And I, I just, I can't wrap my head around it. I, I'm a big Cubs fan. I believe in the fire sale. It won us a World Series. So I really believe in it, but you're either going to definitively say we're going for it this year, we're going to buy for now, or we're going to sell for now and build for the future. And even that, the Brewers seem like they went half and half on. It's just a bizarre situation. It's very bizarre. That's that's a it's a good way to put it because it's a first place team uh, that should be by all accounts a buyer, but they're a seller. And if you didn't know, if somehow we could wipe from someone's memory the records, you know that you wouldn't know how the Brewers were doing this year. And I were to say to you, okay, the Brewers in this particular season at the trade deadline traded away Josh Hader for, and you know, I list the guys and, and their, you know, whatever uh, talents they bring to the table. In the meantime, you know, the, these other trades are going on. The Brewers weren't in on this. You would say back to me, well, it was a disappointing season. The Brewers are clearly a third or fourth place team. They're under 500. They're punting. They're whatever. And and it's not necessarily the case to say that but but the the image the optics social media the tweets all the other stuff is that that there's nothing about the brewers that say bye right now right and speaking of the padres and speaking of breaking news here on the fan once again breaking news brought to you by the beat the streak podcast getting inside edge on how to win the 5.6 million dollar prize every day this baseball season listen on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast uh brandon drury of the Cincinnati Reds is going to the Padres who just for some reason keep on adding. It just makes no sense. And I don't know how they're doing it, but they are doing it. So Brandon Drury, a guy that, you know, I know is in the division, but could have made a little bit of sense with the Milwaukee Brewers is now also heading to the Padres. We'll keep you guys 
up to date on all the trades going on before the deadline at 5 o'clock, but want to take your guys' calls as well, 414-677-1250. Before we take a break, let's get out to Nate on the north side. Nate, you're on the fan. I'm just done. I am so done. I am. <laughs> the jury news like just put you over the edge. Yeah. I am just so done with David. I'm just so done with the Brewers this year. I, I, how, how, how many weeks is it until uh, football season starts? <laughs> Technically, it's underway. Like this is ridiculous. I called the comment about Devin Williams, and but this is ridiculous. Like, come on now. Like, do do the, the, the Milwaukee phones not work? Like, come on now. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, I mean, you got guys. You clearly showing. You clearly showing your locker room. You don't. You don't want to win. You don't care about winning the World Series because I saw the video of Devin Williams. It's it's all it's on his face. It's there. He's wondering what the hell is going on because you're you're showing you're showing the the team that you don't want to win. You're not acquiring. You you didn't acquire any any offensive help. Like you're showing the team that when you tell when you come out and say we just want to. We just want to keep having a chance at it further down the line. You got guys looking like, well, this is my only year here, so you don't care if we win here or not. You got Andrew McCutcheon. I'm pretty sure the pitch that you gave Andrew McCutcheon to sign here was, we we think you can help us win. Now what does Andrew McCutcheon think that you're just trading Josh Hader away because you want you want success down the line? He's like, well, I could have went. To the Dodgers, I could have went to somewhere else. I probably he probably could have went to the Padres, and and been in a team that wants to win a World Series this year. You you you. What are you telling Aaron Ashby? Are you you're sitting here telling you telling me you signed Aaron Ashby to a deal and you telling him we want to win every year. We want to have a chance at winning the World Series, or are you telling him we want to win a World Series? You this is you're not. As far as I'm concerned, if I was a free agent, why would I even take a call from Milwaukee? Why would I even think about – why would I even talk to my agent unless it's the last possible option? Because of the simple fact is, why – they don't want to – they they only want to have a chance every year. Why would I not – why would I go to Milwaukee and not get a chance – why would I uh, go to Milwaukee and not have a chance to win a World Series that year? Especially if I'm a veteran – that's been around the league a while, why would I take that risk? I'd probably just go somewhere else where I know they were, they're they trying to win. Like, this is ridiculous, man. Like, I just don't I just don't know what else to say. There's nothing else I can say, really. And for all these Brewer fans that's trusting David Stearns, okay, David Stearns has made great moves. But when you when, you're, when your GM comes out his mouth and literally tells you that – they they only they're they're trading their star closer because they want to have chances down the line. You should be angry about that. I don't understand Brewers fans just accepting mediocrity. Accepting it's been four years. Yeah, accepting well, I mediocrity. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry for taking up so much. Time. No, you. This is good, man. Don't don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys later. All right, appreciate it. No, that's that. It's appreciate the call. That is. Uh, here's the thing, you may you may or may not agree with the sentiment there, but the point is that 
if this is the brewer's reality, it's going to create that reaction in a section of the population, in a section of your clubhouse, which you just heard with Devin Williams, right? I mean, you you can call something a good business decision. The, the brewers picked up pieces for down the road and a couple of guys that could help here. But that's going to happen. You got a first place team and you trade your all-star closer. That's going to happen. I mean, it's it's undeniable. There's <laughs> there is no you know, what what's the what's the uh NBA in a box, is that what it's called where the you know what I'm talking about? Um not really. It's, so it's it, the idea is that this was a new way to run companies. It was a thing called MBA in a box where you you learned the the basics of business operation. And what you learned was that that you don't treat people like people. People are numbers. People are, you know, part of capital of whatever. And and MBA in a box was the beginning of this idea of instead of running something by by feel, by the personalities, by the people, the stuff that drives it, you do it based on the resources, the numbers. And baseball teams, a lot of them have done this. But this is what happens, is that people play the game. People are fans. And that reaction is going to take place. I know we got to get to a break. I uh, appreciate that call. That's uh, some good sentiments described right there. So we will be back more of the Fan Afternoon Show right after this. It is the Fan Afternoon Show, 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Thanks for listening. Kevin Holden from CBS 58 in until 6. Never miss a moment from the Fan. Again, with the free Odyssey app, you can download the Fan Afternoon Show and listen whenever and wherever works best for you. And these last few days are worth listening to and maybe listening to a couple of times because the reaction now with a day to sit on the Josh Hader trade is starting to come in from players and from fans. And I, I think after a day to think about it, it didn't get any better. And certainly the, the, the sentiment didn't get better. And, I, you know, I'm trying to be an analyst about it, right? The pieces that they got, the things that can help them now, the things that can help them later. They got a little bit of both. They did. There's a prospect gasser down in single A that hopefully in a couple of years is a chance to be up. It's just tough, you know? Yeah. I mean, we'll hear from Christian Yelich in a couple minutes here, but we want to get to you guys. Once again, 414-677-1250. Let's get out to Court in Tosa. Court, you're on the fan. Oh, my goodness. What's going on, fellas? What's going on? You got a window okay. open or anything, uh, Court? It's There's a lot going on oh, in the no, background. I Sorry, I have my air conditioning now. Okay. It's not like you were in a tornado. <laughs> No, I'm sorry about that. So I'm going to break it down like this. We all agree that David Stearns is one hell of a, a general manager, right? It's true. Yeah. We can all agree on that. What general manager has ever traded to get worse? That's just ridiculous. Like, he did that on purpose? And Antonio was just like, okay? No. So... Owners don't value closers the way that they used to. They just don't. They think they're a dime a dozen. They pitch once every three days, and if they're not getting the job done, then it's adios, amigos. And I'm pretty sure they know something that we don't know. We're on the outside looking in. So we don't know everything that's going on. We're just looking at it from a fan's perspective. I had a day tomorrow, and I love the Brewers. And I love the organization, and there's no way you're going to get me to believe that they looked at this and said, oh, yeah, let's just get a little bit worse to get a little bit better later. No, not right now. Hater was dope, but there was something going on with him. Something going on with him that we didn't know. They know it. And there you go, Padres. Thank you for what we got in return. Now let's just keep rolling. And as far as the bat, 
Maybe they think Hunter Renfro's the bat that we need. He's already on the team. He's pretty hot. Second half, if he keeps this up and Yelich gets in the groove, who knows what could happen. So there's a lot of things you got to look at. But you will not get me to believe that our organization traded to get worse on purpose. Never. Appreciate the phone call, Court. Thank you. I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. And we were talking about somebody else brought up, and Court kind of brought up the same thing, who trades for – you know, who trades their all-star closer, one of the best closers in all baseball, if not the best. And the only other situation, I was trying to find this earlier before, but this is via Sarah Langs, who's a great statistician. Uh, The only other similar situation to this recently was in 2014. The last last time a first-place team traded a player who had been an all-star for them that year was 2014, when the first-place A's traded the all-star Ioannis Cespedes to the Red Sox for John Lester. Wow. So it's been a while since something like this has happened. 2014 was probably the last time something similar to this happened. But obviously, Cespedes and John Lester, even John Lester at the time, nowhere near what Josh Hader has been as a closer throughout his career. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, in terms of, you know, meaningful, being meaningful to a, to a stretch run, to a, a playoff run, a World Series run, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know. And we're, we're talking about a guy who has set, you know, milestones for the first couple hundred innings that he has pitched. He's had probably in the last decade, like probably one of the, if not the best, like ERA and whip for a, a reliever. So it's it's like the last thing that I can think of, or at least it is similar to the Josh Hader trade that just happened yesterday. But obviously that guy, Cespedes and Luster, nowhere near what Hader has been throughout his career. Once again, 414-677-1250. Let's get out to Teddy and Waukesha. Teddy, you're on the afternoon show. Teddy. You got me? Yeah, there we got is. you. Go ahead. Yeah, um, so, you know, I agree to disagree. That's what I kind of say in my in my stuff, and I echo the sentiments. Um, I've listened to all these shows, um, the big shows, um, and I just, I talking to Kevin Holden as a screener, you know, I kind of came up with the word, because I went on a rant with Kevin, and I just kind of came up with the word alignment. And, and how do these things align? You know, it goes back to stacking success. And the Packers, you know, over the years, and not getting not getting the big the big fish, you know, the big fish, right? The Yankees, the the Patriots. What? It's like the greater good. I'm I'm just I'm just upset, Sam, at at, at the world. You know, alignment. Talk about this with college football, and how does this align with the Brewers in small market, big market? How do we get to the greater good of of life of sports when we got so much competition, power, title, success, and money controlling the arrows? You know, it goes for realignment with college football, and and how's this all going to shake out? And am I happy? I mean, God, they were so. I think they were so close in 2022. Tim Allen, maybe it was a championship year. Who knows? You know, baseball's that one sport where you can get in and you get hot like the Atlanta Braves last year. You get a Brandon Drury. You get um, you get a, a, a reliever from the Detroit Tigers. They got a couple good relievers. You get some cracks. You get a Josh Bell. I mean, who knows? You know, and you keep it. Sam, wasn't it you that talked about, like, getting Juan Soto and then trading them for prospects? In a year and a half, 
No, I, I I said if anything, the Brewers were. I I was very out on the Brewers to the you know Juan Soto to the Brewers right off the bat. I didn't think the Brewers had anything close to what other teams had to offer. I was never you know saying that the Brewers could actually or, get Juan Soto. Or maybe that was Toby. Yeah, probably Toby was probably but, talking about that more. Yeah, no, I you know it, 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 my last thing I'll say is like David Stearns. You know, I I hey, let's keep it moving one day at a time. I I want to be positive with everybody. One love. But, you know, he does he get demoted? Does he get fined? You know, I, I work a ma- machine ops job. Do I get yelled at? Oh, absolutely. But what's David Stearns going to do, right? Sammy, he's going to become the GM of the Mets, and he's going to probably make a five, ten more million a year. <laughs> it's just like where where's the, where, where, where's the separation, the gaps, and how do we come in the middle and make this all all coexist? <laughs> If you get what I'm saying, so yep. I'll leave with that. Teddy, God bless pre- y'all. Teddy, appreciate the phone call. And I get a lot of people being mad at David Stearns, Kevin, but I think this all boils down to the fact that Mark Ananasio didn't want to pay Josh Hader the arbitration for next year. It's a, it's and I a, feel like David Stearns had to make that move on behalf of what Ananasio didn't want to do. Right? No, yeah, he's he was doing what he was told. I mean, right. he's he, he wouldn't get demoted for it because he that that was what he was instructed to do. I, it's it's unfortunate but it is true and and it's you know you raise a good point in the call about about finding that greater good the 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 thing that is joyous about sports is the competition the fact that your guys and their guys compete in a sport where the rules are ostensibly the same for everyone right the idea is the rules would be the same for you as they would be for them and the money has made it and systems, especially MLB system, has made it where it's not the case. It's almost I, – I read a tweet where somebody said, you know, one thing baseball could do would be to allow teams to buy a run. If if you needed a run, if it was a tie game in the ninth inning, you walk out and present a check and you get a run and you Jeez. win the game. And at the end of the tweet it said, that'll teach those small market teams. You no. Know, I mean, because right? then, the, then the big markets would just buy all the runs. That, so it literally, it, it, that, that would be a literal version of what's actually happening, right? It, that, that's, that's a much more direct version of it, but that's kind of what this is. Right. I mean, it's, it's just very frustrating because at the end of the day, like, did the Milwaukee Brewers have to do this before the offseason? No. No. But does it financially, the fact that they don't want to pay a haters arbitration next year, it's just kind of the hand that they that David Stearns was dealt. Yeah. So they, they had to do that. That's the, and there's two different discussions. It's, you know, trading hater in general when you know he's good for you is one thing because yes, we're aware of the the system and and what would have to happen to the Brewers from a payroll standpoint. They probably don't have that uh, flexibility to do that. That's one thing. But to do it now with the team in first place and the division and and fighting, I was looking at the standings, and you have you know your three division leaders are the Mets, the Brewers, and the Dodgers, and then you have right now your wild card teams: Atlanta, San Diego, Philadelphia, and the Padres at this moment are just a percentage point better than than the Brewers are. They have mm-hmm. one more win and one more loss. Right, but but the point of it is. The Brewers are right in the thick of this. If yeah. you were to rank this top to bottom and not worry about divisions, the Brewers are the fourth. No, they would be the fifth best team in the National League. They're yeah. the upper third. It's just for me though, with the Brewers, and when you bring stuff like that up, for me the question is, it's always, but are they good enough against those teams in the playoffs? It's not. It's now. It's not. Are they good enough to get into the playoffs? It's are they good enough when they match up against those teams in the playoffs? Because yeah. wins and losses, they can be close and all, but I don't know. It gets it's. To me, it gets a little skewed and all that when you get to 
their percentage points and stuff like that. But once again, 414 677 1250. Let's get out to Ben in West Bend. You're on the afternoon show. Hey, guys. Thanks for playing that Devin Williams audio. Yep. I guess I'm confused why everybody thinks Devin Williams is going to be the closer for sure. Like, I mean, I think we really messed up the back end of our bullpen. And, I mean, what if he's not comfortable in the closer role? What if he doesn't want to be the closer? It's it's a, a thing. There are pitchers who are better in the eighth inning than they are in the ninth. It's just a, it's yeah. a situation. It's the same reason Joey Gallo wasn't hitting in New York. Part of it they think is the pressure of the situation. It's different. I mean, Ben. I, I mean, he is. He does have thirty consecutive scoreless innings, and so far this year, he is six for six and save opportunities. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be great to keep that up, uh, but. With all the new arms and everything, who's is Boxberg going to be the ace? No, I, mean, I maybe, but I, the way I, once again, this is just my opinion. I think it's going to be you know, I think Haters or not, cheese. I already missed the guy. Mm-hmm. Williams is going to be your closer. Rogers, I think, is going to be the setup guy in the eighth, and then Boxberger probably in the seventh still, and then he can go from there. All right. Well, I hope it pans out. I'm I'm kind of on the fence still, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, and we haven't heard yet. Thanks for the call. We have not heard officially yet. I mean, Craig Council will be speaking at some point here before this game tonight, and I imagine he'll sort out something with that closer situation, but maybe maybe the answer isn't right. Devin Williams. Or maybe they want, I don't know, maybe they want to be the old Craig Council Brewers and they want to be sneaky about it, where they may throw out Taylor Rogers there in the first close situation that eventually Williams does. I don't know. Maybe they don't want teams to know what they're going to do yet. So. We'll see. Once again, we'll take your guys' phone calls, 414-677-1250. Also, coming up, we'll hear about from uh, Christian Yelich about the Josh Hader trade who just spoke to the media a couple minutes ago as well. Fan Afternoon Show, back in a moment. It is the Fan Afternoon Show, 1250 AM, The Fan. We want you to check out 2400 Sports MLB coverage with Big Time Baseball. Former players Cody Decker and Tony Gwynn Jr., along with MLB insider John Heyman, sit down every week to cover all the moving parts of Major League Baseball on the field, in the clubhouse, and in the front office. These guys have you covered with complete breakdowns of every team and individual player worth noting on a week-to-week basis. New episodes of Big Time Baseball every Monday on Odyssey or wherever you get your podcasts. They got some stuff to talk about because we've got some stuff to talk about. Trade deadline is one hour away, and... Nothing new from the Brewers today, but a lot of new stuff elsewhere in Major League Baseball. And the one thing you do have new from the Brewers, Sam, is uh, reaction because the Brewers have gathered in Pittsburgh to take on the Pirates. Yeah, and once again, hopefully we'll hear from Craig Council before the show is over, but we heard from Devin Williams, and we'll play that back for you guys later on in the show. But Christian Yelich also spoke to the media, this via Kurt Hogue. Um, Christian Yelich talking about the Josh Hader trade. Yeah, actually, I saw him with Jace um, in the lobby right before he was headed out to the airport. Just text with them, just trying to uh, you know, get a chance to say, you know, bye and best best of luck. Which it's always weird, you know, when you've been around somebody and somebody that's been such a big part of this clubhouse and this culture that we've created here. To uh, you know, see him walk out the door is always always difficult and always weird. Uh, no matter how many times you've been through it and how many times you've had teammates traded or not, but you know, like I said, he deserves a lot of credit for uh, the amount of games we've won here, the amount of success we've had the last five years, and. You know, he won. He won a lot of games for us. That's Christian Yelich with some some very 
interesting music in the background there. Who is in charge of the music? And who is playing? Who put the bowl of onions in front of Christian Yelich? And who is playing the sad music? What is going on here? Man, <laughs> the tone coming out of Pittsburgh is, I, you know, baseball is, Sam, you, you back me up on this. It, baseball is the one sport where where players and people who speak in front of cameras snap into a robot mode. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's like eight cliches that they just voop, well, and there they are. That's baseball. You know, yeah. it's baseball. It Take happens. Take it one game at a time. Right. Oh, we did that a while ago. We did the baseball cliches. That was yesterday. That was awesome. Yeah. The, that, and you read all 12 of them in a row, and it just read like <laughs> a, a presser, like a GM presser. <laughs> it was amazing. It was. We're, we're always taking calls. But uh, once again, the team. hopefully, I, I hope we'll get uh, Craig Council for you guys before the show's over. We'll see. It is a 6.05 game, so I think we'll be able to get Craig Council. But um, obviously, trade deadline happening at 5 o'clock, so... A lot to talk about baseball-wise on the Fan Afternoon Show. I want to hear from you guys, but we got something else we got to talk about as well, right, Kevin? Yes, indeed we do, because there is another sport happening at the moment. Another sport. Wait a minute. There's something that's not the MLB trade deadline? I thought it was the only thing happening in the world. You ready yeah. to talk some Packers? Ready to talk some football? Let's do it. All right. Let's do it on the Fan Afternoon Show. We're going to be back with it. Uh, we'll be talking a little Christian Watson coming yeah. up after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.